Sits the Ball Bag Unzipped. Welcome back to the Ball Bag. We got balls, we got bags, we're unzipping them both. Today we're going to talk about why the big scandal in the dog racing community of the controversial decision to start blurring the penises. Speaking of dogs, there was a recent theory that the dogs at the Puppy Bowl have been juicing. All that later, but first we're going to talk about the outcome of the 2020 Polecat. Holy shit, the 2020 Polecat. So much shit went down. Uh, Blood, sweat, and tears poured into that one. Harry Johnson, we saw Corey Moffitt take first place. What the hell? Bob Lewis, I got to say, I was very uh, shook by the results of that. I, I did not expect that. I don't think a lot of the fans out there did. As, as Corey put it, he said he was the first to do it, and he was the first to do it again. I have to say that that pretty much summed up the 2020 Polecat. I mean, we saw last year's first place winner Kevin Kemry come back for a second place clutch. Kyle Holland taking a nice third place. I have to say, there was a lot of dongs on that podium there. You bet your sweet ass. We had that five-way tie for fourth place. We had AJ. We had Josh, Ryan, Austin, and Thomas all coming in at 69 strokes. You know, I've been in a couple five ways myself, but never that Harry. Oh, that's surprising coming from you, Harry. Harry Johnson. All right. Um, looking at some of the newcomers, uh which it did include Roy, Eric, we had Buddy, which was a late addition, uh, Josh Cuss. Are, are you aware of him? I am aware of him now. Okay. Um, he did win Rookie of the Year. He did win Rookie of the Year, which kind of shocked me. I was expecting maybe uh, Roy to come through with that one, like our earlier prediction. And then looking at Eric Blades, you know, he finished strong, but I think he's going to finish stronger for sure. Now, Eric was a unique case. He actually came out to the polecat. Uh, he threw until about hole 14. He left, and then he came back. The only man I ever seen stretch a tournament into a full entire day. It, it quite unbelievable, and we'll uh, we'll see if he does it again next year. Uh, jumping right in, uh, we also had Ross. Um, now, he did not provide any cake to the polecat, I heard. It was depressing. I mean, if we're going to get on the food, no spaghetti was provided either. I know. It there was quite a hot day, too. And the milk did not flow. The spaghetti did not flow. And I, I heard many players didn't grow that day. They showed, but they didn't grow. You're damn right they showed. Uh, speaking of showing up, Kyle Holland made an appearance this year. You know, he didn't have to be flown out. Now he lives in Ohio. Wow. He was also not trapped in a car for 45 minutes before the polecat either. He didn't also have to be ripped out by his ankles first. I, I think that could have potentially hurt his game, but apparently it did not. It did not. Um, taking third place, this is Kyle's first time on the podium. This is Kyle's first time on the podium. Last year he did win an award, but it he was did. the Lumberjack Award. Uh, the Lumberjack. Um, Speaking of a Lumberjack, I believe Mark the Slav Sullivan took it this year. Mark did take it, and a surprising second place to Corey Moffitt. To Corey Moffitt. Corey Moffitt, the winner of the 2020 Polecat, was hitting more wood than a beaver. How, how, how do you win the Polecat and still hit the second most trees out of anyone? That is a conundrum. Looking at Kevin's score, I do have to say, watching the footage back, he was not doing so hot in the first nine. I don't know when he came back, but at the end of the day, I was expecting Kevin, from his performance, 
to be around sixth place. But the man came clutch with the second place victory. Uh, yeah, it looked like Kevin, he started off, um, he got a four on the first hole, uh, which is not typical of Kevin. He's not more of a three he guy. He's a three man. Um, and so. then it uh, looks like second and third hole, he pulled off a couple of fives, which uh, looking at the box score, that's, that's about average for everyone. Everyone kind of struggled on those. Uh, hole two and hole three. Hole two and hole three has to be some of the worst holes on the course. You know, I was chatting the other day with my boy Bob Lewis. We were discussing how the hole two, three, and four is just a clusterfuck of a course. Uh, there's no, there's no flow to it. It's a, it's a jumbled mess. It is a torsion of a field. I, I completely agree. You're throwing on two, and you have people throwing from four hitting you in the ass. You got dicks everywhere. Johnson swinging from the trees. You got bastards looking for discs stuck in trees. And everyone's hung as fuck. Everybody's hung as fuck there. I'm getting fucked six ways from Sunday. Fucked in my ass, my mouth, and my tits. I can't even play the damn course without getting rear-ended by some fucker on hole two who wants to go ahead and play the short tees like a little bitch when I'm playing Bob Long Johnson's XL large hole on hole two. How the fuck am I supposed to enjoy my time when I'm getting rear-ended, spear-ended by a five-foot cock? Thank God we're not in the pole cap. Thank God we aren't. Thank God we only watch it because I would be fucked. Now, big news. Corey Moffitt has announced his retirement. You know, I read this in the Akron Beacon Journal the other day. Front page. I spilled the coffee onto my cock and I was baffled. The man retired. The man came back and won it again and then retired. I, that... Uh, I've never seen that in sports history. It, it just doesn't make sense. Um, he, he wins the first ever pole cap. The first. He, 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 he destroyed the competition. Second year, he, he takes a leave of absence. But he did attend in a caddy fashion. He did. He did as much as he possibly could. He lost a couple buttons on his shirt that day. Things were getting a little sexy. A little wild. And then he comes back and fucking destroys everyone. The man is a conundrum himself. He played maybe once or twice at the beginning of this year, comes out and just destroys everyone, takes first place, and then with a humble brag announces his retirement. Do you think Corey is going to stay in retirement? You know, I really hope he doesn't. I hope he comes back. I know it's it, it's hard to see some of these players give it up their all and then another player keep continuously winning, but I think that adds a challenge to it. I think that adds something that they will persevere, come on top, say, hey, I beat the two-time champ, Corey Moffitt. Uh, look at this disc. I won. Now, how, how does this add to Corey's legacy, you know, taking two championships and, and then just quitting the game? Does, does, you know, is he on top or is he a bitch for quitting? You know, they say you can't lose if you never play. So the man's legacy will continue on regardless. I'd like to see him come back maybe as a tribute, maybe in the five-year anniversary Maybe he could play with just a putter, make it a little uh, more interesting for him. He does have the Deep Sea Trilogy on his side, and he only uses a driver. That's got to be one of his main influences. So if the Polecat Classic can uh, introduce some kind of rules regarding distance-wise, maybe tee off with just a driver, work your way with some fairways, then I'd see a big dramatic change in a lot of people's performances. I, I completely agree. Um, moving on to Kevin. Kevin, who took second place in the first Polecat First place in the second polecat, and now back in second place. He's, um, he's definitely riding the wave. D Corey Moffitt is his biggest opponent. That's clear. Corey Moffitt wasn't there. Kevin took took first place. Corey Moffitt comes back. 
Kevin takes second again. So definitely there's a big rivalry between the two. Uh, second year, Corey was Kevin's caddy. So that did uh, get into his head a little bit. Corey did say, you know, the, the key to winning is getting threes, which is yep. uh, something that is common sense. But, True. hey, it worked for the man, you know. Uh, his nipples were hard. He was out there. He was giving his all. Uh, he showed me his whole, you know, it was a little bit of everything. But I have to say, you know, we talked about Kevin earlier. Kevin came back. He, he got second place. I didn't think he was going to take second place with his performance in the first nine. Yeah. But somewhere on the long lines, I didn't get to see him play as well as he did. He really came back. And as I do believe jumping forward to, to third place, there was a discrepancy. Now, there, there was a there shootout was. for fourth place. There, for third place. For third place, I'm sorry. Yes, and and that was between Kyle and uh, John Belvin, who made his return after being absent from the second pole cat. Um, there was an error that was made um, where John's score was not entered in for the 18th hole. That being said, uh, John did not tie with Kyle, and Kyle is the rightful winner of the third place trophy shootout or not the man won now if john belvin did take that home that trophy he would definitely have to give it back the, the title would have been stripped for john yes and uh a big asterisk would be put next to his name in the books certainly um not sure what john's actual score on that last hole was um he did finish with a 67 before hole 18 um so i imagine he'd probably be uh you know early 70s is what he finished. You know, you look at some of these scores, and they come so close to touching, but they don't touch. We got 65, 67, 69, 70s, 71, and it gets higher from there, but it's insane how there's never a tie for first in these events. Yeah, that, that, that's quite crazy. It's it's almost that there is a superior player on the day of the polecat. He comes ready, he's steady, and he came for the spaghetti, but the spaghetti was not provided that day. So he did have to overcome that challenge, but he still did. And as I believe, Corey Moffat did wear a sweater to the Polecat Classic, which was a, which was an interesting choice. But <laughs> something must have clicked in there that it did make it. Speaking of wardrobe, if you don't mind me jumping. No, 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 no! Please, Josh Hinkle, please, Josh please. wore some loafers that day, I believe. He brought out. He had the audacity to bring out the dress shoes that he wore in the first ever Polecat. And I thought 155% he was going to win with those shoes. Those shoes! The shoes that were cobbled for him there by was, the cobbler! There was only a slout, slight doubt in my mind. Um, he did not complete the wardrobe. He did not have on a tuxedo. Um, and, and you can kind of tell looking at the box score here. Yes, if he would have worn that tuxedo, there's no doubt in my mind he would have danced away with an ace. Josh, if you are listening to the ball bag, uh, please take note and wear the tuxedo next year. Now, there was something going on in this year's Polecat that split the two groups up. Usually one watches while the other one plays, one plays while the other one watches. This year it seemed like the, the, the game was dragging on. Would you say that uh, a lot of the, the holes were dragging on? A lot of lost discs? A lot of uh, a lot of people not understanding what was happening that year. Certainly, the the, the go on your turn rule seemed to be very confusing, even though it's elementary grade level of yeah. thinking. It seemed to be very confusing for some of the players. Yeah, you really only have to memorize uh, one person behind you and in front of you, and no one seemed to really grasp that information. No, not at all. A uh, bunch of fucking retards. I have to say there were retards out in the woods that day, but hey. Who am I to judge? I'm just sitting here, twisting my nuts, smelling my fingers, judging others. 
Now, one thing to note, um, it seems like every year the players just get better and better. Uh, Corey did lead the pack with a 65 stroke in this year's Polecat. If we look at the first place from last year's Polecat, uh, which was Kevin Kemry, he got a 67. So Corey bested that by two strokes. A 67 got you first place in 2019's Polecat. Um, it only got you third place in this year's Polecat. Um, if we look at the third place from 2019, it was a 70, uh, which which is amazing because that fourth place tie uh, between five different players at 69. That is quite impressive. A, a lot has changed in the last year in the Polecat world. I have to say so, too. I mean, look at Zach Butler last year and look at his score this year. He, he, was, he was bested to win first place. He should have won first place how the events carried him. Second place winner taking first the next year. But he dropped down, I believe, to sixth or seventh place. Yeah, it looks like he threw about a 70 this year, and he was at a 68 last year. So only a two-stroke difference. But enough to knock it down substantially. Of course. Um, I mean, and if we're looking at everyone who got a 69, we have AJ, who was a third-place contestant last year. We have Josh, who was a third-place contestant back in 2018. We have Ryan Vaughn, who was a fourth-place contestant in the 2019. We have Austin Good, who finally moved up his score. He did not place, but he is doing a lot better than previous years. Um, not to mention, we also had Thomas, who also was part of that five-way tie. Um, he was not actually a part um, of... You know, kind of the top half over the last couple of years in the Polecat, uh, but he certainly brought his A game to the 2020 Polecat. Yeah, like you said earlier, Austin Good is definitely getting better. Uh, he had to nurse that hand the first year. Second year, he started making his comeback. Third year, he did not win, but he took home the Beersby competition, I believe. Yeah, that Beersby was at an after party at an undisclosed location. Uh, between AJ and Austin, they did take home that Beersby championship. Uh, and they'll be looking to defend in 2021. We don't know what really went on in that after party. Press was not allowed there. We did no. all we heard that he did win the Beersby competition with his partner, and he did not test positive for HIV. So we know two things from that happened that day. Yeah, and, and what's great about the Polecat is they were completely not safe. They did not want to wear masks. They did not test for COVID. There was not a six-foot rule implemented, and there was definitely more than 10 people within the group. It, I mean, it was fantastic what they were doing at the Polecat. A lot of those guys were sweaty as hell. You know, I appreciate that. And uh, drunk. A drunk, pissing all over the place, spitting on each other. It was a hell of a time, really built up the immunity. Uh, masks were provided, I believe, but the, the of course has said, no, we are not going to wear these. Jesus will guide us. Exactly. Um, if, if we do look and, and quote the one and only Chad, where's the suit Kepler, which did not wear a suit, I will mention. Which was disappointing. They were doing God's work. They were doing God's work. And as I believe throughout the day, group one and group two kind of developed a rivalry between the two. It no longer became player versus player. It was group versus group. And I believe group two kind of started that mentality. Group they were one very was aware. <laughs> group one was unaware of what was going on during behind the scenes. But group two really started getting a chant going along with some, uh, it became bonded that day. Well, what's crazy is group one was really just focused on the polecat and trying to make shit happen. Uh, where group two, they were just uh, a bunch of cucks. They were cucks, but 
cucks with attitude. I have to say, they became bonded. They were shouting. They were yelling. They were, they were getting chatter going. They were sassy sons of bitches. They were getting group mentality together. Drinking was happening behind the scenes. I, I don't think Group One was aware of really what was going on. <laughs> they had no idea. Um, after it did hit hole nine, the groups kind of separated uh, and finished the course and met up at hole 18 afterwards. Uh, but it played out great for Group Two. Group Two had the three best players. Yeah, they did. They really did. They came on top. Group One was all about you know style. We had we had some heavy hitters like uh, Vaughn, Ryan Vaughn on hole number seven launched amazing tee off and got a nice two on that hole that really brought up his score he may have tied with all the others in that five way we mentioned earlier but that was a hell of a throw i I completely agree um now after the top three that big five-way tie it is completely made up of group number one which is impressive for me i don't know where they I, i wasn't watching group one as much as i was watching group two during the play but uh, were they all tying together? I mean, obviously, but were they going tit for tat? You covered more of Group 1 yeah, after yeah. they broke up. I certainly did, and it, it looked like everyone was just toe-to-toe. If someone put it in the basket for a three-stroke, people stepped up their game and hit some long putts. Group 2 definitely had a lot of rookies in there. We saw a lot of crazy scores with Group 2. You could see them lead Pack 1 uh, the first three places, and then they kind of start trailing down and end up and the, the last place area. So it was kind of top-bottom, and then you had the cookie sandwich with uh, Group 1 in there. It, it was a hell of a pole cat. Um, now, looking forward, the 2020 pole, or excuse me, the 2021 pole cat, if it does happen, how do you think that's going to play out? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to happen. But if Corey Moffat's retiring, and we look at previous trends, I can tell you right now, statistically looking at it, with science backed up, Kevin Kemry is looking at first place if Corey's out. You don't think anyone is going to come with some hot-ass game and dethrone Kevin. Kevin has had a target on his back the last couple of years. He has, but he has consistently shown that he will not back down. You're, you're 100% right. I could see Kyle maybe coming up from third to second. So you think Kyle will place? I think Kyle will place again, Okay. and I don't think there's going to be discrepancy, discrepancy, but I definitely think Vaughn, from what I've seen, some of those throws, I mean, on hole number one, I thought he was going to take home a two. Yeah. Uh, that It came up right of the basket. Um, I didn't see his putt, but I know for a fact he got a three. Right. But that yep. looked like a perfect two shot. So if he could perfect some putts, like he could perfect that big dick of his, I know he for a fact that he's going to go ahead and uh, jump up in the ranks. I, I would certainly second that. He has always been... Uh, right there, right out of the reach of the podium. Now, if John Schinkel doesn't wear a tuxedo, the least he could do next year is show up in his birthday suit. I, I would sure hope so. Uh, with with the coverage that we had this year, pretty decent compared to uh, previous years. Hopefully next year we can get a full camera crew out there and maybe a live event and uh, stream that to the world. Yeah, maybe me and you, Bob Lewis, can get out there and we can... Uh, Maybe do some live commentary with some of the comp- uh, competitors and uh, really get a bird's eye view of everything with that new drone that we got that government grant for. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, if, if Polecat, if you're listening, uh, feel free to reach out to us. We would love to uh, play a part in your event. We've been pretty much doing this pro bono for years now covering this event. And, you know, if we could get some camera crews out there, maybe a little uh, m- more money. Yeah. We can make some moves there. Hell yeah. Now... 
focusing back onto you know looking at the next year uh, and, and what may play out in the 2021 polecat uh, one person I will bring up is buddy buddy was a late entry um, he did come to play and I will quote uh, he said before the polecat kicked off he said I can throw a frisbee and I can play golf this is not going to be a problem but boy was that a problem for buddy it sure was he did not finish last but it was damn near close he threw a 90 um, one of only two people to hit that 90 mark and that's not 90 miles an hour folks that's a 90 score damn (laughs) what is that an average fucking shit listen buddy that fucking was terrible i saw that coverage i came home i beat my wife it was so bad that's, that's averaging five strokes per fucking hole. You know, he did throw a lot of grounders, a lot of rollers I've seen. His, his techniques were sound, but were poorly executed. Looks like he was one of the only people to get an eight on the entire day. And getting an eight and somehow not finishing last place is a goddamn miracle. So that bastard's got to have some talent in there somewhere. It's just caged up. So I'm thinking 2021 Polecat, but he's going to come out swinging. Um, after he hears this podcast, he's going to be fired up. Um, he's going to want to prove to his peers uh, that he is worthy enough to be in the polecat. I have to say so, too. And I think I definitely think Roy is going to come back swinging. Uh, I talked to Roy after the event. He said he just had a prostate exam. He was also on a pr- uh, colon cleanse for a colonoscopy coming up soon. Uh, he also had anal fissures, um, anal trauma. Uh, he had a lot of anal problems going on that day. He had hemorrhoids. Uh, so, you know, he wasn't on his A game, but I know for a fact, if, if it wasn't for all the butt stuff that happened to him, he, he would have been hitting hard. Yeah, and, and he was also on a time crunch, just like Eric. Um, he is on house arrest. Yes, for domestic violence, I believe. Uh, he The fact that he was able to come is a miracle. The judge did contact the Polecat Classic saying armed guards must be around in the area in case he does get out of hand. Uh, we They didn't have to fire a couple shots. He got pistol whipped once. Uh, but we had a medical team there. They came by. We watched that. We interviewed him during the medical examination. He had nothing but racial slurs to say. But, I mean, once he got past that, he had a little commentary. But not not much else after that. Yeah, so, I mean, he was pretty much a dead man walking. Um, so, it, I mean, it's a miracle he came. It was great that he came and showed out. Uh, I expect big things from him next year. Um, as long as he doesn't have those problems going on. Yeah, and I, I was uh, concerned when Kyle Holland said he was going to enter the competition with all those uh, molestation cases against him in the state of Iowa. I know. Uh, a lot of those kids came out forward saying a lot of things, but they were eventually dropped in court. Uh, undisclosed settlement amount of money. Probably he, an autograph. Probably an autograph. Uh, probably a lot of things. So the fact that he took third really uh, sparked some stuff in him. I uh, made him more confident. He may not be able to go near a school, but he can held his head up high, say, hey, I took third place in the Polecat Classic. Legally, that's not going to get you out of any situation, but that's definitely a self, you know, self-motivating factor. Exactly. Especially if he does get convicted, goes to jail. Uh, those nightly rapes and poundings will feel a little less, little less uh, bad when you think about it. Exactly. I mean, all of that is is, is probably just a, a, a drop compared to sitting in a car trunk for 45 minutes. That did not play a factor. That definitely helped his case against those children. Uh, the fact that that man knows his way around a trunk did not help him. Right. Um, now, Josh Cuss, he was the leader of the pact when it comes to the rookies, one rookie of the year. Um, how do you think he's going to do next year? He did finish with a 72, 
Um, which, I mean, that's, that's, that's about a middle drop of the, the pack. Bucket. We're talking tit for tat here. When we're talking scores, a 72 sounds like it's a high score, but compared to the next place above him, which was a 71, all you got to do is one better stroke. Yeah. If you're out there every day practicing hard, you say, hey, I got a 71 a day. Tomorrow you go out, you got a 70. All right, you just moved up a place in the next year's polecat. You go back, you keep practicing. Oh, hey, I got a 69 a day. Yep. You would have tied for fifth. So, I mean, you got to look at it like that. The man comes back, he keeps practicing, he's going to be up there. Yeah, and, and the Polecat was was an invitation to pretty much anyone who competed in the previous year with anyone else, uh, especially the rookies being kind of added in a little bit later. Uh, Josh, he only had about a month and a half to train, so pretty decent uh, getting that 72. Um, beat some other competitors who have played in previous Polecats. So they have. We'll see, we'll see what happens with him next year. I have to say, if you want to take a first-place victory, it's all about practice, practice, practice. You could do as many steroids, smoke as much weed as you want, but when it comes down to it, practice, practice, practice. That's the way you're going to win the Polecat. Uh, maybe not in Corey Moffitt's case. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know how he does it. But, you know, for the other players, they're out there practicing every day. Now, Trenton, he got a 71. Um, now, in the 2019 Polecat, he tied for third with a 70. Um, which, which is great, but if we're looking at how all of these other competitors are doing that five-way tie, uh, what, what do you think Trenton needs to do in order to kind of prevail next year? His case is unique. You know, his mind now is on selling houses. It's not on playing uh, disc golf like it used to be. The man's got style. He's got swagger. Uh, but, you know, when it comes to it, you're talking about a strokes difference. Yeah. You know, that's, that's at least a week of work to cut down one stroke. Exactly. So if he could go out, maybe sell a couple more houses faster, be better at his job, you know, he'll have more time for disc golf. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that plays out, um, and we'll have to keep up with Trenton uh, as time goes on. Yeah, moving forward, uh, the Polecat Classic reached out to us and said, hey, we got merch, we got to get it off the shelves, we need it now. They gave us a 40% off select items. 40%! 40% off select items. Coupon, baby! I'm talking about 40% off select items. And you could go on there right now, use the code. What code are we looking at? We're looking at broke bitch, no space in between. That is B-R-O-K-E-B-I-T-C-H. Now that's going to use that code. You're going to get that. You're going to get 40% off select items. So make sure you use it now and make sure you, well, we still got inventory and stock. Exactly. Uh, that is going to be teespring.com backslash stores backslash polecat hyphen classic hyphen two. Make sure you get that two in because you won't know what the fuck you are on if you do not put the two in. Thank you to the Polecat Classic for that exclusive code for the ball bag listeners. They know all the listeners out there are poor and broke and sons of bitches, so that really makes a huge discount in the community. All right, thank you, Polecat. Um, now, last kind of couple of thoughts before we uh, part ways here. Do you think there is going to be a woman in the 2021 Polecat? You know... I'm not sure. I don't it's all know. white males. It's all white males. And no women of color or different males sexuality of or males of color. It's all straight white males for the most part. That we know of. That we know of. There have been rumors. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, that's all we have. I don't know. I'd like to see a woman. I'd like to see people uh, bring in other people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be changing times. 
So we're going to see. I don't know that many women who are interested in disc golf personally. Yeah, I, I, I don't either. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, any, anyone of color, do you think they're going to join? They got better things to do probably than go ahead and play disc golf in the woods with a couple white boys. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of like NASCAR. It's uh, predominantly white. Predominantly white. Well, that's been another episode of The Ball Bag. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is Bob Lewis and Harry Johnson, baby.